brought in. It's 2-1! It's saved by Walton. Incredible scenes here in front of the Sir Bobby Robson stand. Championship bound Ipswich Town. Hello everybody and welcome along to the first ever edition of the official Ipswich Town podcast. My name's Aaron Paul and I'm delighted to be able to bring you this offering direct from Portman Road as we embark on an exciting campaign back in the Skybet Championship. We will be bringing you unrivaled access from the boardroom to the training pitch with exclusive interviews and plenty of special guests along the way. We will be your number one destination alongside Town TV for all of your blues related content. Coming up on this episode, with the new league season just weeks away, we catch up with CEO Mark Ashton, who tells us about his busy summer. Training ground has been totally revamped, Uh, three new pitches at the training ground. Boy, it's been a busy summer so far. We're also with our manager Kieran McKenna, who says his side are working hard for the challenges that away. We know what we're going into, we know it's a big step up in all areas, physically, tactically, mentally, and, and we know that it's going to take a lot of work to be ready for that. We'll check in with the skipper Sam Morsey and have a sit down with new signing Jack Taylor who tells us how delighted he is to finally be an Ipswich player. It was no secret was it, there was links for the last two windows and knowing that the manager the club really wanted me to come played a massive part. So all that to come, let's get to it. First up we welcome the CEO of Ipswich Town Football Club, Mark Ashton. Mark, firstly, let me just say thank you for putting us up in this lovely room here at Portman Road. This is your idea, having the official club podcast, and it's come to fruition. Great to have you here. I think more ways in which we communicate with our supporters and the fan base, the better. Um, So yeah, uh, up and running and good to have you here. Tell us about your summer. What's it been like since achieving promotion? Because it feels like League One was so long ago. Um, it will to you and to many of the fans, I'm sure, but to me and my team, um, you know, it's been a very, very busy period. Uh, meeting started the moment of like the Sunday morning after we were promoted and they haven't stopped. You know, you walk around the stadium today, loads of infrastructure projects going on. The new pitch looks magnificent. Uh, the surround, the AstroTurf around the pitch is almost ready to go down. Uh, the Staples building behind the stand has disappeared. That's all been tidied up. Training ground has been totally revamped. Uh, three new pitches at the training ground. And that's before we get to any player recruitment. So, yeah, boy, it's been a busy summer so far. How pleased are you with, with what has been done so far at the club? You mentioned all these projects. You, you talk about Portman Road. Look, it's a, it, this is, this is the, the holy church for, for, for Ipswich fans. This is where it all happens. This is where you know this team will come alive this season. And, and it's going to be a fortress. How important... For you, is it to to keep going with the upkeep, to maintain it, to upgrade it, to make it a twenty first century venue? I think I think it's imperative. It's it's our home, um, and you know we've talked about it before. The stadium has been run down; it's been underinvested in for many, many, many years. So we, you know, we are be, or have been behind the times in a lot of the things. But we spent a lot of money. Investors and owners have been fantastic in supporting us in bringing Portman Road back to life. And it's our home, and we need to be proud of our home. We need to take care of our home. Uh, And I think, you know, that last home game against Exeter, you saw an electric Portman Road. Challenge is, we've got to do more, and we've got to do that all the time. You you talk about the owners there. Presumably you have constant dialogue with them. 
in terms of their grand plan for Ipswich Town Football Club and where they are in terms of the healing and recovery of this football club, where are we? That's a really good point. It's well made that I don't think I realise the the depth of the cuts uh, on supporters and the wounds on supporters and how long the club had been run down for, how far back it had gone, how much love and care it had received. And again, I go back to that, that Exeter game. That was a coming together. There was almost like an outpouring of emotion. And I look back now at some of the videos, not of the team, but of the fans, um, and the faces of the fans, and the raw emotion that the fan base showed, you know, in welcoming the team bus, in the atmosphere before the game, the celebrations of the goals during the game, the celebrations in promotion after the game. It was a raw outpouring of emotion. And I think only at that point did I really start to understand how deep some of the wounds were. But we've got a lot to do. Um, first part of the journey completed, tick. But it's just the end of the beginning, as I've said before. Now we need to kick on and we need to keep moving forward. It was a struggle at points, let's be fair. But the atmosphere that I find on the training ground with the, with the players, it feels like that's being translated and, and, and converted into energy for the supporters as well. This feels like a, a great football club to be around right now. It's incredible. You know, it's such a big football club. Um, you can only move it forward if we are as one. You know, we've talked about togetherness on many and many occasions. That's whether that's fans, whether that's commercial customers, whether that's stakeholders, whether that's a former players association, whether it's the local community. Everyone has to be as one to move a football club of this size forward. And again, I think we saw that culminate uh, in at the end of last season. But what we can't now do is rest back. You know, we have to keep that intensity going as a football club. You know, when the team bus arrived for that Exeter game, you know, that could have been, you know, that could have been any any foreign club. It could have been Galatasaray, it could have been Everton, it could have been Liverpool. It was so intense. But we have to keep that intensity. We can't let the club go back to the sleepy self it's been for the last two decades. And everyone has a responsibility in that. Do you think the players are, are in touch with that vision? I mean, you've got a manager uh, who, who certainly is, who's, who's committed his future to the club. Do you think it's important that the players understand the backstory of this football club, the, the history, everything that's within its fibre, within its core? Yeah, for sure. And I think we're so passionate about that. Um, you know, understanding the backstory, understanding the history and tradition, but equally importantly, understanding the here and now, understanding who funds this football club, what that investment means, the behaviours, the values that are required uh, and the sense of belonging that you have to bring if you're going to come and play for this football club. Gone are the days where this football club um, is an easy stop-off for players. Um, you've got to be hungry, up for the fight and ready to give everything for the cause to be part of this football club. If you're not, we're not signing you. I think that's a great opportunity for us to move on to recruitment. You've got your man through the door, Jack Taylor, has signed, uh, arrived from Peterborough United. How good was it to finally get that deal done? Yeah, we've looked at Jack for, I think it's well documented, probably three windows now. Um, it was a tough deal to do, a tough negotiation. I would have expected nothing else. Um, but we got our man. We're delighted he's here. Um, and I think, you know, he'll bring something else to us. He'll, he'll bring more competition for, for places. Uh, and he's a good footballer that we've wanted for a while. But we need to bring some more in. Um, we're working on that now. Transfer market's a little bit dry. It's a little bit slow. 
when you're looking at what all the other clubs have done. Um, we're very specific on what we want, and Kieran's very specific on the type of player that he wants. So we've, you know, we're working through that consistently, and you will be seeing more faces come in the door. I'm sure. I mean, it seems like the attitude is it's about quality rather than quantity, which is what it maybe once was about bringing in large volumes and, and bulking out the squad. But it, it seems like the gaffer and yourselves have a have a real fixed vision of, of what you're looking for. In terms of the new contracts, Connor Chaplin, Sean Air Luco have signed on, as has Kieran McKenna. We'll talk about yeah. that in a moment. But how good is it to have uh, Connor was unbelievable last season and, and Sean Air, an experienced EFL campaigner, sticking around? No, it's it's they both bring different things. They're both at different points of their careers. Um, you know, Sonny brings a knowledge and experience and an absolute quality when he's on the pitch. Brings probably as much off the pitch as he does on the pitch. Connor was our leading goal scorer last season. Had the season of his life. Um, and, you know, I hope he has his season of his life again next season. Be a bigger challenge, more difficult division. Um, but, you know, we wanted to reward him for what he'd done. Um, and again, he had a year left on his contract, so it was the right thing to do in locking the asset down. Um, so delighted that they're done. Or, uh, also delighted that we, we recontracted Massimo. Um, it came in at Christmas, had a fantastic second part to the season, so he'll be with us for the I love him. for the upcom- upcoming campaign. I've got, I, I got, I got him, <laughs> I love him. I just love his energy, I love his tenacity, his drive. He's just, he's just a very cool guy. Yeah, he is, solid. Real solid citizen yeah. and a... And a real top football player. Uh, game us, gave us something different uh, in the second half of the season. So we look look forward to seeing much more of him. Um, and I think probably it's fair to say that all of that was eclipsed, though, with recontracting of the manager, which was a, a vital part of the jigsaw for us. I mean, how happy are you to have tied down one of the most highly coveted, most most promising young managers out there? I mean, this guy has transformed this football club since he's been here it's it's been a whirlwind but look back in the championship you've got a fantastic head coach a fantastic manager and, and long may it continue no for, for sure look in the in the what is it the 18 months he's been here he's transformed us off the pitch um he's been well supported by the football club and well supported by a very talented coaching staff and performance staff um and thoroughly deserved his his new contract um you know He'd still got quite a period left on his contract, but you know we want to be ahead of the curve, um, and we have an ownership group that consistently just wants to do the right thing. So to lock him down for four more years, I think, was absolutely key, and it gives us that calmness, that stability, that platform to move from. Because look, if there's any noise around your manager moving, it really makes it more difficult to sign players. Absolutely. I mean, we'll talk to Kieran McKenna in a, in a moment on on the pod, but. My question to you is that when you arrived here, when he arrived here, you've both had to hit the ground running sort of simultaneously together. You've both been working on, on transforming the, the fortunes on the pitch, off the pitch. Do you ever sit back together and go, wow, I mean, look at the past 18 or so months. Look at the past few, few months. It's been, a, it's been a heck of a ride. Truthfully, not once have we had that conversation. Not once. There isn't a second. Everything is about tomorrow. Everything is about today. Everything's about, right, how do we get better? What are we doing next? How do we move? How do we move? We've never once sat back and had a beer and gone, oh, great season. We're up. Let's all relax. There's been none of that. It simply has been, right, on to the next part of the journey. We need to move on and we need to move on quickly. Um, and it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a brutal pace that we set. Um, but I think that, pace that we move at together 
is absolutely key because I'm, I'm a firm believer if you don't move at pace, people will move beyond you. Um, and we've had a lot of catching up to do, and we're still catching up in quite a few areas. But beyond no illusion, we are relentless, and the staff are relentless, and that will continue into the future. He's a very logical, methodical man. He's a very ambitious man. How, when you when you look back at the sort of the recruitment process and, and bringing in a new manager, how important was it that the club brought in someone of his cut effectively someone like him rather than going for an old school head mm. someone you know fr- from the old guard he brought in such fresh impetus how how crucial was that decision and on reflection now how how good a decision was it uh, it was the i think it was the right decision it was the most effective decision at the moment in time and look thus far it's proven to be the right decision um but i think when we we changed manager, we let Paul go and we went into the market to look for, for the next manager. We needed a step change. I think the club needed a, a total reset. We needed a change of direction and we needed something that was going to bring the club together, give us a clear identity both on and off the pitch and something that everything and everyone could get behind. Uh, and having met Kieran, we talked about his football philosophy, but we talked more about values uh, and how we wanted to build this football club and how we wanted to drive it forward at pace, what that was going to take, the effort, commitment, uh, if you like, way of life commitment that it, we were both going to have to give to it. It was aligned. Uh, and I think from day one that hasn't changed. Hence, there's never been a conversation about, wow, look what we've done. The conversation is more about, wow, look what we need to do. Uh, and again, the owners have been fantastically supportive in that. Uh, and we we are really ploughing forward at pace. When you sit back and look at your own tenure, personally, and this is your opportunity to, to reflect, how would you sum it up? What are your thoughts on, on where the club is right now? What are your thoughts on, on the transformation in, in atmosphere, in processes, in values, in, in what this football club means to, to its town and, and what it does for, for Suffolk? I think... When I look at all that, the overriding factor for me is people. I think whether it's people who work in the football club, people who play for the football club, people who support the football club, they're happier. Um, I think there's a bond that has been rebuilt between all of those people um, and its football club um, and the coming together of those people, the reconnection of those people to this amazing football club has been and continues to be incredible to watch. You know, we've talked about, we have an amazing former players association. Um, you know, we've had two former England managers of this football club, umpteen international players, European competition winners. Oh, the list goes on and on and on. But what I said to the former players association, look, we've got to love and respect and cherish the history of this football club. We've got to focus on today. and We've got to focus on the future because what got us here won't get us there. Um, and I have to say, former players have been fantastic in, in working with us and supporting us. And not just in words, but actually their actions in the way they behaved and got behind the club, got behind myself, Kieran, and the staff and supported us. That's led to or played a major part in re-engaging with the local community. And I think, again, the overriding factor for me is happy faces, happy community, a town that actually will start to thrive again, I think, the wider County Town will thrive on the back of a successful football club and that's a delight to see. I think we 
we we know that it's thriving and, and that the energy and, and desire for this football club is back by the volume of of kit that's been sold <laughs> since since the launch um a great another great production from our our, our partners at umbro it is a, a stunning design i'm torn between the home and away what are your thoughts which, which one are you I, I i've got to tell you when i saw the the original designs which would have been over a year ago now for the uh, the orange away kit i thought ooh Ooh, um, really? Um, it's grown on me, and now I've seen it on the players. Now I've seen it on the fans. I think it's fantastic. It was brave and bold, um, and the numbers that we're selling, I think we're three or four to one outselling uh, the away kit from last season already uh, in the first three, four days. Um, again, record sales in the first 48, 72 hours of the kit being launched. Record sales last year. Um, Umbro have done a great job so has Paul Macro and our retail team um, and I think it's topped off beautifully with our favourite sponsor Mr Sheeran across the front um, Ed Sheeran and his management team again continue to be huge supporters of the club and we're so grateful and I just think it's all come together very very nicely You shouted out the retail team there we'll be heading to Planet Blue in a moment to go and have a chat with them but I mean genuinely the reaction's been fantastic since the launch Oh, amazing. Um, I mean, the media and the comms and the marketing team put together a lovely launch video. Um, They're sitting in the room now. Yeah, well, that's they, they. they managed to get a cheeky visit out to Am- <laughs> a cheeky visit to Amsterdam. I noticed in in the production of that ahead of me. Um, but you know, you know, we go back to people. Um, uh, you know, we've got the likes of young Harry who works in the, in the media team that many people won't know. Um, real talent. Um, and we've got so many people like that in this football club who sit behind the scenes and rightly so the players get the glory and the manager gets the glory but there's a real talented team here at Portman Road from the ground staff to the maintenance team to the catering and the commercial teams and the ticketing teams who work tirelessly behind the scenes to deliver you know with 30,000 people attendances at the end of the season here that's not easy to deliver in a stadium that's been under invested in for 20 years so real you know People should acknowledge what they do um, and those people and those talented people behind uh, the scenes here at Portman Road uh, and at Playford Road um, you know, should be acknowledged for the fantastic work they do. We've got to mention on the side note about the kit launch, the money being raised for, for a great cause in Derby Rimmer, supporting uh, a former Ipswich legend in Marcus Stewart. Um, how pleased are you that the club has been able to, to facilitate this and, and raise money for the cause? I think it's another example of the club just doing the right thing. Um, you know, it's not a gimmick. It's not us trying to sell more shirts on the back of it. We have a great relationship with Marcus, who's a legend of this football club. And we want to be able to support him and we want to be able to support the charity. So in doing this, I think it's, again, another example of the club doing the right thing. Uh, and I think we're, what, £11,000 plus now uh, donation to the charity. And I'd ask fans to buy the shirts quickly so we can increase that donation and support them. But I go back to we're all in this together together that as one Marcus Stewart is Ipswich Town family and we want to do everything we can to support him because he supports us we're all in this together uh, get your shirts at Planet Blue and on the brand new look website it looks good um, I'm liking it this is our first episode of the podcast we'll be with the supporters twice a month via this medium will you be back absolutely if you love me absolutely well, it's your idea so yeah but i hand it over to you guys now you <laughs> run with it as and when you need me i'll be happy to come and talk to you and it's great 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 to have you. hi i'm dominic ball and you are listening to the official ipswich town podcast 
So there's the CEO. Let's now head to the other side of Portman Road and to Planet Blue, where the club's retail staff have been hard at work following the release of our home and away kits by Umbro. Louise Wilkins, store manager of Planet Blue. Uh, I've got to offer congratulations on what looks like has been an incredible kit launch for two fantastic shirts for this season. Yeah, it's certainly been very, very busy. Um, obviously, we had the launch on Saturday. We thought it was going to be busy, but I personally didn't expect it to be as busy as it actually was. Majority of people usually would have pre-ordered. However, this year we chose not to go over pre-order, um, which meant fans got hold of the shirt a lot quicker. We still had an awful lot of people order online, um, but we saw a lot more people in store for the initial launch this year rather than online. Um, but they still took an, an awful lot of orders online. Shall we talk design? Because this home kit is, is definitely a bit of a throwback. Genuinely, a really nice kit in a retro era. Yeah, there's definitely a touch of the retro-style shirt there, um, but obviously with a new hint of our new era with um, Ed Sheeran's logo on the front. So, yeah, no, we love it. We really love it in store. Um, the Away as well, they're amazing. They really love, really love the shirts. I hear uptake has been mad for this one. Yeah, it has. Usually the Away shirt is a little bit slower in selling than, than the home, um, but the response to the Away this season's been... Like massive. We usually have a lot of fans coming in saying, oh, I really, really love, love the away, but I'm definitely going to get the home this year and they're buying one of each. When you hear orange, sometimes you think, oh, goodness. But when the fans came into store on Saturday, they were flocking to the orange shirts, especially upstairs. You can't miss them. And, and, and I mean, you want to see people down at the club shop, don't you? Rather than shopping online, shop online, but come down and see you uh, in here at Planet Blue as well. Yeah, cool. So obviously online's there for people for ease um, and comfort of your own home. But, you know, we love to see you. Um, the atmosphere is brilliant at the club at the moment. Season's not even started, but yeah, we're, we're here. We're here Monday to Saturday, 10 till 5. Come and see us. And the Dapo's at the double. Alfie, what have you picked out today? Um, the orange away kit. What else? What have you got? Have you got the shorts? you got the socks? you got the lot? Yeah, I've got everything. Yeah? I mean, you look like you just come from school. Did you have to have it today? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of it? It's bright orange. Do you like it? Yeah. Do you have the home one yet, or are you going to be asking for that maybe Christmas? For my birthday. When's your birthday? Um, October. October the? 29th. We remember in October the 29th. I think it's a lovely kit, to be honest. There was rumours about it being orange, weren't it? But there's credit to them, really, because after the last year, I took some beating, but I think they've, they've done it, really. And the home one's a real throwback, isn't it? Yeah, the home one. Well, the last time we had the, the, the big collar and the orange kit, and we got promoted, didn't we, from the, from the championship. So hopefully it's more of the same this season. And don't forget, you can get your kits from Planet Blue and itfc.co.uk. Just follow the links for the shop. You can contribute, by the way, to a worthy cause for a town legend as you make your purchases because for every home shirt sold during July, £2 will be donated to the Derby Rimmer MND Foundation in support of town legend Marcus Stewart's fundraising efforts for the charity. More than £11,000 has already been raised. We want that number to get bigger and bigger. So please head over and grab your new kits for the season. So from Portman Road to Playford Road, the Ipswich players and coaching staff have been down at the training ground showing off the new kits to the assembled media. There was so much going on around us uh, as preparations continue for the new campaign. And that's where we caught up with Captain Sam Morsey. But first, town boss, Kieran McKenna. Kieran, welcome back to, to Playford Road. What's the summer been like for you? 
Uh, it's been good. Yeah, um, of course, an opportunity to take a, take a little bit of a break, um, which was important. But you know, lots going on as well. Um, work going on at the stadium, work going on at the training ground. Of course, you know, trying to develop the squad, bringing players in, and um, you know, trying to find. Uh, the right balance to our squad so lots going on um, lots of planning for what's ahead and uh, trying to be as ready as we can to attack the season Tell us about pre-season a week in how have things been are you impressed with what you've seen from the players so far? Yeah I think their, their attitude has been really good um, we know what we're going into we know it's a big step up in all areas physically tactically mentally and, and we know that it's going to take a lot of work to be ready for that so you know that's what we've been doing we're in our second week players have been working really hard um, trying to improve individually trying to improve as a team and um, that's what this period is about so yeah we're all working hard we're all enjoying the work um, of course there's certain bits of the physical work that the players enjoy a bit less than, than other stuff but um, yeah they, they all understand uh, where we need to get to and, and how much hard work it's going to take to get there so yeah um, we're in a good place we're looking forward and um, looking forward to, to continuing the next few weeks and building up the matches now Others are still on the beach. You've had a pre-season friendly already. How good was it to have that run out at Felixstowe in front of a local crowd? Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was um, something that I like to do anyway. We've done it last year and the club are um, very keen to link with the local community. So, yeah, it was it was perfect for us. Chance to finish off a really difficult training week, but to get out, see the supporters, let them see us, let them see us working and um, yeah, engage with, with one of our local clubs that we want to support. So good day all round and um, a nice way to finish off the week. The summer always brings changes. There's been a, a change and an addition to your backroom side, uh, your backroom staff, sorry, Matt Allen through the door. I mean, you know him from Spurs. What will he offer to your coaching team? Yeah, he's, he's a really you know, top-level practitioner. Um, got over a decade experience at Tottenham Hotspur working under a lot of different managers and um, in a really strong regime in the academy which he was um, you know heading up and uh, yeah really really good practitioner from a you know physical sports science preparation point of view um, a really good person fits in with the values of the club and with our staff group and with the, the club in general and um, yeah, it doesn't live doesn't live a million miles away, which always helps. He's um, you know got some history and some family up and all around this area, so um, yeah, really good fit for us. Delighted to have him on board, and I'm sure he'll uh, he'll help improve our, our work here day to day. On the playing side of things, you've brought Jack Taylor in, someone you've been tracking for a while. <clears throat> yeah, I think not invariably that happens with a lot of your signings because. Um, you know, you, you don't always get them first time round. If players, if they're good players, then invariably again they're going to be wanted by the clubs that they're at, and it's not easy to, you know, always um, get the players that you you like and will fit into your team and will fit into your culture. And, and Jack was one of those. So, yeah, um, we're really happy to have brought him in. We think he's got, you know, really good attributes that he can bring to the team. And again, he's some of the right age and experience and hunger to to improve over the next few years and hopefully. Um, improve the team and improve with the team. New season brings new kit. You're looking great in in, in, in the quarter zip top. Um, what are your thoughts on, on, on the actual playing kit? It's flying off the shelves. Yeah, I think it's really nice, I have to say. It's, um, yeah, especially when you see it up close. I saw you know a few sneak previews, but um, when you see it up close, you always get a better feel for it. I think it's there, there's certainly the two of them are, are lovely kits with a 
the home, yeah, has that nice balance of you know a bit of retro with the with the collar and the sleeves, but still sort of modern design, and of course, pretty cool sponsor in the front, same as last year. So, yeah, I think it's a really nice kit, and I know the players all are really really keen on the the away kit as well. Finally, preseason's going to fly. The countdown to kick off in in the Skybet Championship is really on. Do you have a message to the fans who are excited to see your side back at Portman Road in the Championship? Yeah, we can't wait to see them as well. By the time we get there, it will feel like a long time since Exeter, so it's going to be great to be back there. I think if we can, we get, we have to try and get the atmosphere and the intensity in the ground You know where it was at the back end of last year. We're going to have challenges. We're not going to, of course, win every game, but you know we want to create and build on, on what, was, what was here last year with the atmosphere, the intensity and the environment in that stadium that made it a fantastic place to play, a fantastic place to watch football and not an easy place to visit. And now as a group of staff, players, club, everyone, it's about you know, creating that again and uh, attacking the, the challenges that we have ahead and um, you know, sticking together right through uh, what should be a, a challenging but enjoyable season. So good hearing from the manager there. By the way, if you don't know already, Town will be taking on Premier League opposition as newcomers Luton uh, meet Ipswich in a pre-season friendly on Tuesday, the 25th of July. The game against the Hatters will be played at Colchester United's JobServe Community Stadium. Kickoff will be at half past seven. All of the relevant ticket information will be on itfc.co.uk. Let's talk to the skipper now before we bring you our big feature piece on this week's podcast with Jack Taylor. Here is Sam Morsey, who's looking forward to the new campaign. No, it's a great place to be. It's, it's a great environment. And I think um, a lot of credit must go to the management and the staff, really, because they've created this culture and this environment where everybody thrives in it, everybody enjoys it. And, you know, coming into the group, you have to sort of adapt and... You know, you have to buy into what we're doing here and uh, that's what we're going to continue to do. And yeah, we're a strong, strong club at the moment. I'd say club really, everything about the club is really strong. Tell us about the ambitions as, as the gaffer talked to you about what he'd like to see from you this season. Is there a, a separate ambition with the playing squad? I think always there's different targets. I think, I think always you start off individually. Um, different staff sort of look after different sets of players so you'll have your own sort of aims and you'll have your, your group's aims and your team's aims but I think the big one is you know you don't want to get too ahead and bring lofty ambitions for something 11 months away I think the uh, the big things are always just progression really how can we progress day in, week in uh, month after month progression's a big one really how can everyone improve how can we improve our units how can we improve as a team and we'll keep doing that and try and be try and be a really good team really that's the goal because if you're a really good team usually you're going to be up at the right end so yeah in essence that's the goal Minutes under the belt already uh, in a pre-season friendly I mean I said to the gaffer other teams are still on the beach yeah, yeah, yeah. we're here we're, we're, yeah. we're training already it's incredible the, the attention to detail and preparation really is there we're, we're getting up and we're getting ready for, for a big season in the championship no, That's what we're doing yeah it's really important to get those first minutes under the belt and some running so you know you, you tick them off because there's nothing like playing games um, there'll be another test this weekend it'll be a little bit longer there is a progression in what we're doing but yeah we're getting stuck straight into it um, a really tough couple of days but straight away the balls are out you know we're playing the games we, you know we're replicating how you would play in a pitch really which is the most important thing and yeah we're right back at it really supporters buzzing to be back at Portman yeah. Road the season just over a month away from uh, where we are here recording do you have a message for the fans who, who are looking forward to seeing you back in action yeah, um, you know, can't wait to see you all again. Last season, you was incredible for us, and 
you carried us in many ways. Um, yeah, can't wait to see all the fans. Can't wait to see him at home. I know we got to make Portman Road a fortress again. Um, yeah, we, we're going to need him, and you know the club. The club's had greatness in its past, and you know we, we dare to dream again. But you know we're going to need everyone. It's going to be a tougher season, more competitive. But let's all stick together and see where it can take us. Great hearing from the skipper there, and looking forward to seeing him on the Portman Road, strutting his stuff in that brilliant new home kit. Featuring alongside him, though, will be our new signing, Jack Taylor, who's arrived from Peterborough United. I was lucky enough to sit down with him this afternoon, our new midfield man, as he told me how relieved he is that Town's persistence paid off. Yeah, it was no, it was no secret, was it? Um... There was links for the last two windows and to be honest, I thought I was coming in January, if I'm honest. I wanted to come in January. So I'm obviously delighted and it played a massive part knowing that the manager and the club really wanted me to come. For town fans abroad or, or who maybe haven't seen you on the domestic stage here, um, you began your career and, and your YTS, as they used to call it, your apprenticeship at Chelsea. Uh, and then you took a brave step. You, you moved to Barnet in the National League. Um, you seem like someone who's just purely hungry to play football. Yeah, well, I took it... Obviously left Chelsea when I was about 14 and uh, trialled at um, various clubs like Brentford, Reading, which was close to back where my parents are from. Nothing seemed to work out and then I took a year out and then I signed for Barnet. I had a manager who coached me when I was at Chelsea when I was younger and he turned out to be the academy manager at Barnet. So we just texted my dad and then I went down there and I enjoyed it because I thought I was like the best player and I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, and then just broke through there likes of Martin Allen, his manager. I learned a lot from him. Did you learn any of his alternate antics as opposed to just the football? He did beast you as a young kid. What does that mean? He worked you hard. Okay, like, yeah. There were days where we didn't really touch the footballs as like the young lads, but mentally and physically, it's probably the strongest. Like He makes you so strong and like you can go into anything thinking nothing's worse than that. Do you know what I mean? He's obviously a bit mad, but... It's all it's it's all for a reason. Like he does everything for a reason. And, great uh, coach though. Great coach. I, yeah, great I, pedigree as well. Yeah, yeah and he, family's come from. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he he knows how to work and build up a young player like myself. He sent me out on loan to Hampton and Richmond when I was about seventeen, and he just said, "Make sure you're the best player every week." And I've taken that with me throughout my career. I'd say proper whirlwind for you going from League Two in, into the National League. Uh, and playing for Barnet and then you you get a move up into League One what was it like acclimatising from National League football up into into League One into the third tier yeah it was obviously a different change and the first change was I had to move out of my house into an apartment by myself in Peterborough which was, which was different than I had to adjust to but we had a great change room there and Darren Ferguson was great with me ever since I joined it was a different challenge, obviously, going from National League and then playing, like, that year I played to the Portland Road in front of 30,000, do you know what I mean? And then what about playing in the Championship? Look, you're, you're a player who's had experience of playing in the second tier. I mean, from an outsider's perspective and, and having watched you in that team, it feels that was a very unsettled season, but there were few little, a couple of little shining lights and, and bright moments there. Yeah, it was obviously a tough season getting relegated. Um, we went through spells where we were struggling to pick up points and we were trying to differ our game to try and pick up points, which looking back at it, we probably should have just stuck to what we know and how we want to play. And I wasn't happy with the season I had that year because I kept picking up hamstring injuries, which was a downer for me. That's why I was so happy last year to play. Like 50, I think I got 50-odd games last year, so that was a positive for me that I've gone gone through that stage where I kept picking up these injuries and but 
it's part of football, I suppose. Like these things happen, and it's just how you bounce back. It's amazing. You were involved in one of the most enthralling, incredible EFL encounters. Oh, I've got to bring it up. I've got to bring it up because, of course, you scored in, in the first leg at, at London Road. Um, a really good goal. A goal where a lot of people blame the goalkeeper and said that he should have done better, but a goal good nonetheless. Strike, it was a great strike. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to take anything off it you. Did, it moved, it moved. Um, tell us about your experience there, going from 4-0 up to... to dejection at Hillsborough and, and what it's done for you in this short space of time in terms of the healing and the recovery. Yeah, it was tough because I sort of knew that that was going to be my last game for the club after the game ended and I didn't want it. I, f- I wanted one more promotion with Peterborough, which I thought if we would have gone to Wembley, I thought we would have won. I know it's easy saying that in hindsight, but back to the game, it was just the most mental like situation ever. Like, I can't really explain it. Like watching it must have been mad, but playing in it was like twenty times worse. It was just horrible. It was just an onslaught of you know how Sheffield Wednesday were playing last season under Darren Moore. They were so effective, like they had big lads everywhere. And if you didn't cope with it, then they're gonna punish you. And our game plan going into that sort of was um first twenty to twenty five minutes, don't just keep it tight. Don't sit back, but don't give anything away nice and early and then we give a penalty away uh, and then the crowd gets going and then it was just one-way traffic from there. But we, I thought we was going to see it out, to be honest, but obviously the referee, referee had different plans. Uh, you got the move here, here, yeah. here to Ipswich. And, I mean, you're, you're coming in at a time where the club is transforming and evolving every single day. You look at the work of Kieran McKenna, what he's done. Where do you think you'll fit into his system and his style? I've played in various positions, so I don't really know exactly where he's going to play me, but I'm obviously happy to play anywhere. We've got good competition in there in that midfield areas. We've obviously got the skip. He's like the deep line in midfielder. I've not really played there lately, not since I was 19. Played there a little bit for Barnet. Last season, I ended up playing as like the advanced advanced midfielder, so behind the striker. But yeah, I can play anywhere, and I think he's going to tweak it for different games, so I'm looking forward to working with him. It's a big club. It's got a rich history. How proud are you to to be joining here, and and how happy are you to have the opportunity to to hone your craft and and become a top level player? Yeah, I'm looking so forward to it. Like the club itself is just massive. Like signing the messages I was getting on social media and stuff. Like things that like play a part, they do. Like I do see all the messages, and it does mean a lot, and gives you a lot of confidence going into the move. Um, but like you look at the stadium as well, like it's going to be packed out every week, and that's what as a footballer, that's that's exactly what you want. Giving them a good performance, um, and scoring goals in front of the crowd, that's what I love doing. It's the best. You can't you can't top that feeling, winning games and scoring goals. So hopefully I'll get the ground running as soon as possible. To be honest, and making my mark on this club. You talked about the influence of Martin Allen and Darren Ferguson on your career. How do you think Kieran McKenna is going to be for you? Because he's winning a lot of plaudits for the, the style of football, the coaching element of things. I mean, let's be fair. In, in anything in life, we want to be the best. We want to be better. You've got the main man there. You've got the right person there to hopefully drive your career forward. Yeah, well, that's that's the main reason why I signed as well. I think he's the he's the one that can raise my game to the next level and bring out the best in me, improve my weaknesses and get rid of the negatives as much as possible obviously not going to be perfect but I've seen the way he plays and it, like the plaudits he gets from everyone I've not heard a bad word about him so I'm looking I'm really looking forward to the season ahead 
this is a bit of a stupid question, but surely Premier League aspirations uh, were in your mind as well when you signed. Yeah, well, with the way the club's going, you know, you never know what's going to happen. With the squad that we've got, we've seen last year, the likes of Luton went up. So why can't we replicate that this year? What about you at home? Tell us about you. Tell us about who you're with, your, your family. Have you got a dog? Have you got kids? What 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 are you like away from the training ground and away from Portman Road? Yeah, I've I've got a newborn. He's three months old, a little boy. Kicked him out yet? Kicked him out? No, I haven't. No, well, Planet Blue I'm is wait, open. I'm waiting sorry. to get my number. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, so, fair enough. I'm waiting to get my number, so he'll get a little kit definitely. You obviously got a girlfriend. We've got a little cocker spaniel as well. What do you like to for downtime? What's your thing? Well, now it's changed since I got the little one. It's normally like a dog walk with him. Then go back, chill with him, watch whatever's on telly, and then yeah, just sort of just deal with him on a daily basis. To be honest, a lot of footballers have spoken to me over the years, and I, and I look at someone like Alexander Mitrovic, who was uh, a real rambunctious character. He was someone who was full of energy, full of anger, very hot-headed, and he says that children and having children and having a child changed him as a footballer. I mean, your your child's only three months old. Do you feel any different as a person? Do you feel more calm? Do you feel more focused? Where are you? Um, to be honest, I can't give you an answer, but like the stats did change once I had, had him. Like I started scoring and getting more assists. I don't know if that's got a part to play, but it's the best feeling ever having a little, especially a little boy. I'm not saying I didn't want a girl, but a little boy's different for me. Um, and I feel like everything I do now is towards... His future, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. And, and family-wise, who do we expect to see you know, cheering you on Saturdays and Tuesday at Portman Road? Well, my parents seem to come to most games, but my brother plays football still. He plays for South End. So um, they try and chop and change whether to come to my games or his games. But yeah, they'll like to come to the championship games, I would think. When, when you look at your ambitions for this season, I mean, look, naturally everyone's aiming high. This club's returned to the championship where it believes it should be at a minimum and, and naturally this club wants to go on and, and, and do big things when you look at your own form do you have international aspirations as well and think hey I could solidify myself in the midfield here and also do it for the Republic of Ireland yeah exactly that's what I want I want that first international cap um, unfortunately I didn't get it in the summer which I thought I was I was actually going to get it to be honest but um, listen I'll just have to work hard and make my way into this team to then for the international breaks make my way into the international team so yeah that's the plan well Jack congratulations again on the move thanks for talking Cheers, thank you uh, to the official Ipswich Town podcast best of luck uh, in your time here at Portman Red and we'll, we'll no doubt speak to you as the season goes on nice one thank you that's it for this episode of the official Ipswich Town podcast my thanks to all of our guests we've loved making it for you we hope you've enjoyed listening to it keep across our social channels for more on the podcast and of course town tv which is coming very soon don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from until next time it's bye for now